Hello, and welcome to Some Kind of Podcast. This is a podcast where we entertain you by discussing what entertains us. I'm Cody, this week's host, and I'm joined, as always, by Tim. Hello. And Christian. Hello. So, uh, we're going to kick things off with a little bit of uh, what you've been playing and watching. And I'll uh, I'll let Tim take it. Oh, starting off hot with me. All right. Um, after after the the rowdy pre-show, we'll call it. Let's just <laughs> see what you got, bud. The unaired dark episode. Um, <laughs> uh, what have I been playing and watching? Um, well, besides what we're going to talk about today, which I won't get into because that's the whole topic of the podcast. Uh, I recently restarted watching the MCU movies. I've actually been, been meaning watching, to do that. Yeah, I've been watching them in, I guess, chronological order, but not by release date, by like actual events happening. I looked the it timeline. up. Yeah. yeah. So like, yeah. I started with Captain America, the first Avenger, because it takes place in the 1940s. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all I've really gotten so far. But the next one I have to watch is Captain Marvel, because it takes place in the 90s. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm, I'm thinking about rewatching them through because I need something to do with my Disney Plus that isn't just watching one episode of a show that comes out once a week. <laughs> um, and since they're going up in price, I'm like, well, time to start getting my money uh, off of Disney Plus, mom, while I have it. So I I started doing that. Like I said, I'm only one movie in um, the next. I watched uh, First Avenger over again, and then I'll watch Captain Marvel and then progress my way through. Um, I've also been watching Critical Role i'm on episode 12 it's really good uh, they finished their first real kind of major boss fight um sort of i, th- I think they did it's hard to tell because the way matt mercer ended the episode it was led you on to believe that they're not quite out of the neck of the woods yet um but it was really interesting uh, and i listened to it in podcast form because i was driving to and from a wedding and it was very convenient because my distance my driving was essentially one episode um so it worked out nicely so i guess technically i was listening to that but you know i'm listening to something that i typically watch so i'm including it under that's what i watch yeah it, it's technically i mean like it, it's in podcast form but it's still a video like i mean it it wasn't made as a podcast no i actually found out like they they re, they made them all into podcasts like years later it yeah was... it they like they started uh i think like at least six months into it. Yeah. Um, as far as what I've been playing, really nothing, really, because I had that wedding this week. So I haven't really got a chance to play much of anything since the last podcast because it's just been crazy hectic at work. And then I went and had, I had a wedding I had to go to. So yeah, I've, I've just been watching stuff. So that's it for me. What about you, Christian? What you've been up to? Cool. Yeah. Uh, as I've been playing bits and pieces of Monster Hunter Rise, we'll talk more about that later on the Switch. Um, and then I I played a little bit of Subnautica. That was one of the free games that came out this past month, I think. Um, it was included with PlayStation Plus for the PS4. Of course, still playable on the PS5. I played it for like an hour, and then I was like, huh. It kind of reminds me. Uh, have you guys played it at all? No. It uh, it kind of reminds me. The one where you're underwater. I I mean, <laughs> it's called. <laughs> it's never mind. Literally <laughs> called underwater in another and and just phrased differently. I, I'm just gonna <laughs> anyway, um, weird mood. Go ahead. So, 
for those of you who have played No Man's Sky, it's essentially instead of being in outer space, you're underwater. So answer your question, Tim, is yes, it is underwater. Uh, not to cut you off too bad here. There's another game coming out tomorrow, I think, called like Breath Edge. And it's essentially Subnautica in space. But it's not No Man's Sky because you can you can build a base in space, sort of like you can in Subnautica. Huh. Yeah. So, no, uh, I don't. I don't I've never even heard about that. But is it by the same developer? I don't know. I, I tried to find it on the store earlier, and I couldn't find it. But PlayStation shared a post about it that it comes out tomorrow. So. Okay. Yeah, I'll be on the lookout for it. It's interesting. It's just. I, I think I was one of the people that even after, you know, No Man's Sky did its big revamp, I was never like completely infatuated with it. So like I, I appreciate it for what it was. And then I would kind of came to the realization that I was like, you know, it's just not for me. Mm-hmm. Probably not complain more of it. So then I was like, well, let's look at the trophy list. Then <laughs> I Googled it on my phone and there was this like really weird guide that basically got you the platinum in 30 minutes. And I was like, yeah, sure, let's do <laughs> let's do that. Um, and I know that's going to get me a lot of uh, hate, probably, but because um, I think there's platinum's a platinum. Yeah, well, I mean that's my I am kind of all on the board of the train. I don't know if we talked about this one time about platinum trophy episode, but like I'm all for like I'll give it a the old college try, and if I can't figure it out in like 23 minutes, I'm looking up how to do it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, the uh, I got so time. The... Like some of these youngins to just sit there and try to figure it out. I mean, I think if you play the game normally, I think minimum, if you like know, if you're an expert with the game and you know exactly what to do, it's going to take you at least 20 to 30 hours. And so the, <laughs> the trophy guy uh, um, utilizes like the developer mode. So you can like teleport all over the game and like do stuff that you're not supposed to be doing. So <laughs> that's the reason why I was like, yeah, well, anybody really loves trophy. Subnautica is probably really hitting my guts right now. Did you get the platinum trophy? I did. Yeah. That's all nice. Uh, yeah. So, um, but I played a little bit more of Immortals Phoenix Rising, kind of in a similar boat. I, I appreciate it. I think the game's great, but coming, like we've said before, coming off of spending so many hours in Valhalla, just don't think it's my thing right now. Um, Remind me, you thought that Odyssey was better than Immortals, right? Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You thought oh, was- so you're talking about like comparing mythologies? Yeah. No, well, they're both the same game. Right. Yeah. So the essentially well, they're both made by the same company, just one's more cartoonish than the other. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Both made by uh, the same you know region of Ubisoft or whatever. Um, yeah. So I think in my, I mean, I've always been an Assassin's Creed fan, so I think I'm just kind of biased in that regard anyway. Um, but and like I said, I think in the last week's episode, if Immortals came out half a year to even uh, to a year removed from when the last Assassin's Creed came out. Like, it's still that open world exploration, go kill this monster, go, like, kill that thing, whatever kind of mentality. And I think I would be all for it. I just think it's coming too close from being, to have just Platinum Valhalla to be, like, fully diving into it. I think it should have have come out in, like, September. Yeah, so it's a good thing I have it digitally. I think I'll probably take a break from it for now. I'm probably, like, you know, 10 hours into the game at this point. Um, I think I'll definitely come back to it, but I think it's just not something I'm into, like, right in the moment. Sure, Um, I feel you on that one. I got Outriders finally after talking about like going back and forth about whether or not I should or should not get it, um, which will be good. It'll be good to talk about here on the show. Uh, apparently, they had like, a cluster mess of a launch weekend um, this past weekend. Apparently, the servers were kind of up and down and all around. 
And something I didn't realize, I guess that it was included on the Xbox Game Pass. So like for Xbox people, if you were subscribing to that service, you just got the game when it came out. Oh, really? Oh, and so well, the only people that actually... Because I have that. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go. Um, so the only people that actually had to like pay, pay for it were if you were either on PlayStation 4 or 5 or on PC. Um, Weird. But yeah. And then so I've been uh, re-watching The Office just kind of in downtime, either in the background while I'm working on schoolwork or just before work bed at night just to kind of wind down. Um, and then... Yeah, I got Outriders coming up, probably start with that tomorrow at some point this week. And then there's a cool uh, game called Cozy Grove. It's an indie game coming out on the PlayStation 4 that comes out on the 8th, I believe. I think it's like this Wednesday or Thursday that I'll definitely be picking up and so I'll be able to talk about that next next podcast. But yeah, yeah. I'm, what about you, Ben? I think I'm, uh, I'm going to pick up Cozy Grove. I'm still like on the fence. Like I, I kind of want to get it for the, the PS5. But the other part of me is like, I'm getting my shot, my first vaccine shot that same day. And apparently this drive through place is like, it's going to be like an hour process. So I kind of want to get it on my Switch so I can bring it with me and play. An hour? Bro, I just yeah, went I mean... there and they just went pow and then I went home. <laughs> no, I, I think because it's a drive through And when I was picking my appointment this is so far off topic holy crap um we're talking about the covid19 vaccine now by the way in case you haven't caught on no no no. i'm talking about measles no i'm just kidding um i don't want happy endings god um it's a it's a drive-through clinic and when i was looking at the appointments (laughs) there was like 300 open appointments so i'm I'm guessing it's just gonna be really busy yeah man it's a drive-through clinic nowadays that's how they do it uh my mom and dad both didn't have drive uh, drive through clinics when they went and got theirs. I went to Walgreens. Yeah, my mom had to go to like Johnson C. Smith or something like that and go to the gym. Everyone, see, maybe that's just a never mind. You know what? We're getting way off topic. Yeah, super off topic. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I want to get Cozy Grove. I just don't know what I'm going to get it on. It's got no multiplayer aspect to it, so I mean, just I get mean, it on I don't one know of the what platforms. This game is. It sounds like it's a stoner game. I don't know. I just imagine there's a community named. <laughs> it's. Yeah, so I never really, I guess, talked much about what the game actually is. It's It's essentially a um, slight variant of Animal Crossing. Yeah, it's like if the people that made um, Don't Starve, like that kind of hand-drawn looking aesthetic, did Animal Crossing. Pass. I mean, I liked Animal Crossing for what it was doing at the time, but pass. Uh, Anyway, so back on topic... I recently picked up Doom Eternal because it was on sale. Ooh. Uh, and I've been enjoying that for the most part. Demons. I was going to say, when we talked last, you were getting extremely frustrated. Yeah, so it has a difficulty ramp where, like, it's super easy for, like, two full missions. And then the, on, on the third mission, it just, like, takes off. And it, it just it gives you just small rooms with, like, massive amounts of enemies and it's just it it's not conducive to one sanity um but it I, i'm past all that stuff for the most part i think uh but it, it's it's good i'm enjoying it um if you don't like first person shooters uh i don't recommend it because it's there's no aim down sight or, or aim oh, assist or all aim? it's all just free aim Ooh. um hard pass and uh, it's very, very fast-paced. 
To me, it uh, looks like it's fun, but I don't. It know is. It has. It has an amazing soundtrack. If you're a metalhead, um, in my youth, pretty great. Um, I've also been replaying Pokemon Soul Silver. Uh, after our Pokemon is episode, the best. One. It is my favorite Pokemon game. So I finally tracked down a cartridge. Did you? No. Yes. Yes. No. I'm not going to tell you how I'm doing it, but I'm playing it anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and since it's interesting that you've been rewatching the uh, Marvel universe, I've been rewatching the uh, Fast and Furious universe. Yeah, that's actually one of the another reason why I started doing it because you're like, I'm rewatching all these Fast and Furious movies, and I was like, you know what? Let me give the MCU another look. And uh, yeah, I'm done with those. Well, yeah, there's only eight movies. I have to watch 22. Well, nine. I, I watched... I, I included Hobbs and Shaw. Oh. Was that part of the pack? No, it wasn't. No, no. The the pack I got is just the eight movies. Um, but I also have Hobbs and Shaw. Um, you know what DK stands for? Donkey Kong. <laughs> Those movies are so bad. They're so good. I love them so much. <laughs> so, guys... <laughs> The best line of any movie ever is just ejecto cedo cuz. Um, yeah, so that's what I've been up to. Um, I do kind of want to go back and rewatch the the MCU. I might do that soon. Well, you know, you got time now. They finish fast movies. I want to. I want to do that and Star Wars at some point. Mm, mm, mm. I thought about Star Wars because I don't think my roommate's seen the original ones. The problem with Star Wars is when I go back through and watch them, I include the Clone Wars, the animated show. Oh, I don't like the the series. Yeah, the series because it, it is canon. Uh, a lot to watch to the though. story. Yeah, which is why I still have yet to make it through it off. It's yeah. really good. It you just kind of have yeah you have to get through it. I started um, watching that. What's that other one that they had on the Disney Plus? Not resistance was there resistance there's resistance in rebels i never rebels. watched i never watched rebels i skimmed through rebels i watched i started watching rebels and i was like this show is it's for a younger crowd decent since we're on this topic now um there is that announcement for on disney plus i think it's sometimes the bad summer batch. The... <clears throat> Sorry. Thank you so take it away cody Thank take it so away ernie I think you stole his thunder there. It's gonna be a boompy ride. Speaking of like, sorry, Christian. Quotes. It's Star Wars, on. and I'm excited when it comes to Star Wars. I can't help myself. It's okay. It's not, and I'm sorry. I just just know that it's not intentional. It's more of a reflex. <laughs> anyway, the Bad Batch is apparently coming out on Disney Plus. Yeah, so I actually didn't look too much into it, and since I was gonna pass it over to you anyway, is it animated or is it? It's a spinoff of the Clone Wars. Okay, so it's animated. Yeah. Okay. They uh, they introduced the Bad Batch in the final season of the Clone Wars that they just okay. recently released, and uh, yeah, it's just going to be a, a spinoff series with them. Um. Anyway, since I just stole your thunder, are you going to throw it over to Christian I'm, for the Metacritic? Yeah, I'm going to throw it over to Christian for the Metacritic. I'm so sorry, Christian. So quite okay. No, I'm going to shut up. I'm I'm just going to mute myself. This is all oh, you. Oh my gosh. 
Anyway, guys, we're going to talk about Metacritic uh, update last week. On last week's episode, we talked a bit about Monster Hunter Rise, which we'll go more to here in a second, uh, as well as Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town, which Cody kind of gave an impromptu um, short review last week. Um, since we weren't quite at the week mark, we weren't able to officially unveil the happenings and results from our Metacritic predictions um, that happened back in earlier on this year. But now we can. So for those of you that don't remember, because I didn't, uh, the point system broke down within 10. If you're within 10 of the score, you get a point. If you're within five of the score, you get two points. If you're within three of the score, you get three points. And if you're right on the nose, you get four. It's within so, two, isn't it? No. Within three. What? Is it within three? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm going to start off with Story of Seasons since that came out first. Um, we're, <laughs> since we're now a week removed from that, we can go ahead and officially call it. Um, as of today, the Metacritic score is sitting at 71 for Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Olive Town. Our original predictions back uh, earlier on this year was Cody at 79, me at 75, and Tim at 70. So, Tim, you actually won this one, uh, giving you three that games. You were the, the closest uh, to the, the results there. Uh, and then I got two points for being at 75, and Cody got a point for being at 79. Yeah, it sounds about right. And then uh, uh, I was Monster really excited Hunter. that I, I, was, I, was, I was really close in that. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise uh, is the Metacritic score as of today it is at 88. And so our guest is back in the day was Cody at 92 me at 86 and tim at 82 and so for that one uh tim you got a point cody you got two points and i got three points and so, so where are we at currently yep so before this episode we really were only kind of going off of persona strikers before now um so that had me at four tim at three and cody at three and so then after all of this uh i am in the lead at nine and then tim you're at seven and cody you're at six okay so right. the next thing coming out, uh, well, I mean, it's already out, Godzilla versus Kong, um, but it's not a week removed from the launch date, which, is, which was this past Wednesday. We're recording on Monday. Um, so next podcast, we'll be able to officially make the, the calling on that. But right now it's sitting at 59, so it's not looking great as far as the, the critics go on this one. I mean, we knew that when we were doing the predictions that... Yeah, we're, yeah. We're, I think we're all pretty close on this one, but I think Christian's going to squeak through on the exact thing. Well, during, if you remember during the Metacritic podcast, he said that he was really good at predicting what Metacritic thought because he yeah. follows it closer than we do. So it's not surprising that Christian's in the lead right now. But hey, we're only like three of the 20 things that we voted on. So there's another 17 things. That's true. That's true. I was going to say, and you're also giving me like a lot of credit, but I mean, like I'm only two points ahead. Like it's not a lot. You're three points ahead of me. So it's pretty much insurmountable. At this point, um, all right, you cool. Give it up, man. Throw the white flag. So, uh, going from there, let's get into the first of our two main topics uh, the semi permanent segment that we've dubbed What the Falcon, where we will discuss uh, the latest episode of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, as always, full spoilers ahead. If you don't want to hear it, if you haven't watched it, I don't know what to tell you. Get Disney Plus and watch it. Like, I just figured out. Figured out, guy. Uh, 
But we're, we're going to talk spoilers. So that's what it is, champ. Um, Chief. Chief. Sport. Zippy. I don't even know. What I Z- I'm just going to. All right. Ombre. What did you guys think? I uh, I was a big fan, personally, of this episode. I've liked all of them so far, but I was a, a definitely a big fan of this one. Um, Okay, so that mask that Baron Zima picked up, was he supposed to be like, is that like a nod to something? Because they put like a big emphasis on when he picked it up and when he used it. I think it's a comic book know. nod, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know if that was. I don't I don't know Marvel Comics like, enough. Like, I feel like this is supposed to be like something cool that I'm missing right here. Do you know anything about that, Christian? Yeah, so I was actually like in the process of looking it up right as you said something. Oh, okay. So well, it's, not other things while you look it up. Just in the comics, apparently, I guess he dons that mask look um, quite a bit. So it's just, yeah, I think like it's just, okay, a, just a nod to his comics. original character. Yeah. Because I was looking it up and I was because I was, I was curious if like he was donning the like, you know, the mantle of some like. Yeah, that's what I was like. Which character? He like, I mean, I don't know who. I thought they just made the dude up when he was in Winter Soldier. Um, so I didn't realize that he was like an actual like like because Baron well, Zemo seems like a made up name. In uh, <laughs> in Civil War, um, and or Winter Soldier in Civil War, I guess. Um, they just made him out to be just some dude. Yeah, that lost like, his family. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, they that, didn't even talk about the fact that he's like a baron yeah. They didn't. They didn't like, mention like once that he was Baron Zemo. Well, I think they like paid it off like in the in the show, and then I'm like, wait, you're rich? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. like, I feel like that was like a moment where they were like, oh, we never told anybody that he established who this guy really was. Let's just he go. He like the main baddie in. Civil War. Yeah, he was the one. Well, in Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah, um, and sort of in in Civil War, um, yeah. because he he was controlling Bucky. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. He's he's a villain, I guess, but he's also he's the antihero. Yeah, he's an antihero because like or an his, anti-villain. His motives aren't terrible yeah i was gonna say the 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 whole thing about him the beef that he had with the avengers was basically just because they dropped a city on his family and wanted them to destroy yeah yeah um so i mean like i kind of got that and like he wasn't just well okay so i mean he did do the bombing at the like the un building or whatever which actually killed he he killed king tachaka yeah 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 so that was like the one like i guess well, and then he also killed that guy in the hotel room. Yeah, I mean, he, he killed has... a few people. He drowned a dude in a sink. I'm pretty well, sure I mean, that guy was like Hydra. He was Hydra, yeah. Yeah, I mean, big death he did was King T'Chaka because that's how T'Challa became the Black Panther. And again, like, it wasn't. I'm not saying he was right for doing it, but like, I get the motive behind it of like that represents the Avengers and the Sokovia Accords, and they're you know the Avengers are getting away with it. And he, nobody is taking into account that they dropped a city on his family. I, oh. I, I get the the outrage. Maybe not blow up a bunch of people, but yeah. Uh, but like his whole motive of just like trying to eradicate the super soldier serum. I, I, I get. 
Yeah. So uh, I, I don't know that I call him a villain, but he's not a good guy either. Anti villain. Like he's just he's the villain that you like, I guess maybe. I don't know. I I still see him as like this this dude. I don't know. Like I, yeah. he has more credibility behind him now because of what they uh, actually tell about him in this episode, but like even when they like 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 when last episode the last episode, they're like, We're gonna go see him. I was kinda like, Okay. Yeah. Uh, I didn't it's quite not- nothing major to me yeah it, but i will i will give them that with this episode they definitely like i don't know he feels more like an actual character now yeah Damn. like he like obviously he's you know the anti-hero villain but like he also feels like part of that group now so I mean, in a way I, maybe i i feel like the like, way they ended this episode that he could totally disappear at any oh moment. Yeah, yeah yeah i feel like gone. at any point he's gone well i thought okay so here we go he, he breaks out they break him out of jail essentially like bucky sort of kind of inadvertently he didn't need to show jail. up yeah and they kind of like get to this point where like he can run away and then he doesn't yeah he actually shows up and saves bucky and sam and so. I, and i think that that's because he had he had like at least two opportunities to book it, and like they totally like give you the red herring of it because when he grabs that gun, you think like oh he's gonna actually finally betray Bucky and Sam, and then yeah. he doesn't. He ends up saving them. Um, yeah, like he he had the opportunity to run when he broke out of prison, and didn't, and then he had the opportunity to leave during the big shootout, and didn't, and instead took out the guys and saved them. Okay, so speaking of the big shootout and, and uh, moving further on past Baron Zemo here, um, I need somebody to explain to me why I should care about Sharon Carter. Like, I get that she's obviously the granddaughter of niece. Carter. Niece. niece, okay. Because um, that was I was confused. I was like, so is this supposed to be Steve Rogers' kid? Like, no. I know what was going on. No. I've never seen he, he made out with know. his his niece-in-law, not his daughter. Okay. Um, well, I didn't. I've never watched Agent Carter or really remember. That's another reason why I was like, maybe I should start rewatching the MCU because there's a lot in here that I don't remember. She's not in Agent Carter. The only people from Agent Carter that are relevant um, to the MCU movies is like young Tony Stark, um, Jarvis, the butler, who's in. You actually see him, and it's the same actor in. Um, oh, is it um, Endgame? Paul Betty? Uh no. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know names. Who's... Well, Jarvis Jarvis is voiced by Paul Betty. Okay, so no, 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 no. It's not. It's not. It's not Paul Betty. Sorry. Um. The in in Endgame when they go back to the 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 base to get the pin particles and the tesseract, mm-hmm. when his dad gets in the car, uh, the guy that's with him is Jarvis, like okay. the the person. Okay. Yeah, it's a different actor there. Um, and that is also the actor that plays Jarvis in the Carter show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but that they're really the only three people that are relevant out of that show. Because like I didn't have we seen Sharon Carter before? I don't even. Yeah, know. she in Civil War. In Civil War, she stole Cap's shield and Falcon's wings from the no. government. This is like another thing why I'm rewatching the MCU because like there's stuff like minor things like this where I'm like. 
when did we see her last? Yeah, she she was like undercover. Why is she a badass? She was like Cap's neighbor, but undercover. Yeah, and then when yeah, keeping tabs, and then like she showed herself when Fury got shot. Mm. Um, and then she popped up really just as like a plot device to give Cap his shield and Sam the wings. And, and I, I feel like they brought her back to this show to give her more of a. Do we arc. know why that she's not allowed in the U.S.? Uh, I think it's because because she stole the shield and everything. Like she's still technically a fugitive, like Cap was. But like, okay. who's, that, who's that chick that she's talking to? And she's like, no idea. That's just part okay. of her new okay. criminal organization. Okay. Okay. Um. So the answer to your original question, though, there really isn't a huge reason to be like infatuated that sharon carter's now on screen like she's not like okay. a very vital important mm-hmm. character it's just well, that's why i was like okay like i know of sharon carter like i've heard the name before and obviously she's some relative to peggy carter so like you know i get the tie-ins and whatnot but i was kind of like why is she a badass why is she a fugitive who's this chick that she's talking to like i feel like i missed a whole bunch and i was i wasn't sure because you know how marvel is like they can kind of pull things out of nowhere that like is like hey you remember in uh civil war at the 37 minute mark and tony stark said hello to this guy well that's him right there yeah and i was like have we seen sharon carter before i don't remember the the why i'm supposed to care about sharon carter i I think that's the point i think that they're trying to make you care about sharon carter now okay i mean it's fine like like she so black widow i doubt it um my i mean she could well, not like not like the new like she's not gonna take the moniker of Black Widow. No, no, no. In the in the Black movie, Widow. I know what you're saying. Person, yeah. yeah. Um, there's a couple characters in the MCU that they've done that with, and I I feel like they're either gonna try and do something with, or you know they ha- they have room to do it. Like the kid from Iron Man three that he like shacks up with. That sounded weird. Not I like mean, that. It sounded weird, but they it... are in a shack together doing things that are acceptable. They were literally in a shack together. Anyway, um, the little kid, the little kid that he like, the little genius kid that he finds. Yeah, but you probably should. Um, he was at Tony's funeral, and I yeah, didn't yeah, catch yeah, it. Yeah. I didn't yeah. catch it when Older, I watched it. He's off to the side by himself. Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to like have him take up the Iron Man mantle at some point. Shack up with his daughter. I mean, I guess they're closer they're gonna in be age. In a shack. They're gonna no. They're gonna be in a shack like those two. Oh, using sp- your own way. Look, man, I misspoke. Anyway, I a break. I misspoke. Anywho, it's it too weird. Anywho, uh, he might become Ironheart because I know that is part of the MC or the uh, the comics as well. Yeah, I don't I don't know what they're doing with Ironheart. Um, also, super off topic. That cabin from Endgame you you can apparently uh, rent it on Airbnb. Okay, reel like, this back in real quick. <laughs> just saying, if you guys want to like take a vacay and go rent Iron Man's, you know, shack up together, lake cabin shack up together. <laughs> yeah. Um, but Tim, a few minutes ago when you said, you know, like, who's this person that Sharon's just talking to before she gets back into her, her car? Yeah. You bring out of a good point there because I was talking about with Cody this the other day. I do not trust Sharon Carter. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think trust her that she's, she's got she's some dead. sort of weird hidden agenda 
and she's working for some sort of organization that she did not disclose to Bucky and Sam. Uh, she's a little bit of a sketchy Jeffrey for sure. I don't think she's Hydra, but no, I don't think she's a good guy either. Like, I don't think that she would like, I don't think that she would directly like harm any of them, but I think that she could very well work for an organization that would, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think she would pull the trigger. Calling it right now. She could. Call it right now. But I don't. I don't think she would pull the trigger on any of them. I think it's just more of. She could be a double agent. Yeah, but we'll see. Who knows? Um, and so I guess the uh, last thing I'll I'll touch on, just because it was cool as hell, is the city of Madripoor. Yeah. No. Is this a city that I'm supposed to know? It's from the comics. So- Yes, yeah, so I'm right there with you, Tim. I was like, this kind of sounds familiar, but I didn't get the like tie-in, and I was so mad at myself for it because after the show, I watched the episode, I looked it up, and it's like the main stomping grounds of Wolverine. Of what? Wolverine. Wolverine. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So yeah, kind of going on that. Like, I like this episode, but I feel like there are a lot of things in here, like that made me go, like, I feel like I should know what this is, but I don't. I feel like with these shows, they're going real hard into like comic book references. And that's fine. But for somebody like me that doesn't know any comic references, I'm just kind of like, why do I care about this? Yeah. I, I feel like they didn't do that with the movies too hard. Like they put little, little things here and there. Like, um, Oh, I know. I remember sitting next to Matt during most of these movies as he's freaking out. And I'm just kind of like, well, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It was like, uh, what was it? In so like, the... there's like Beta Ray Bill reference. Yeah, I was gonna say Beta Ray Bill, the the, the big head and Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Um. So it, they, I mean, they've put like subtle things here and there. I mean, hell, they even put Howard the Duck in one of them. I mean, you know that like after every Marvel movie, I have to turn like Matt or Cooper and be like, "All right, explain to me what that why that was cool." <laughs> that was awesome. Tell me why. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I guess Madripoor is also. I remember Matt almost peeing himself for the first time Thanos came on screen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Christian, you might know. Was is Madripoor also the city that? Um, I I can't remember the name of the dang movie. Um, the Marvel. It's a new Marvel. Was it Shang Chi? Is that is that I right? I don't think so. The uh, Magipur, if correct me if I'm wrong, they they alluded to it on the show. They said it's like off the coast of. Now I'm gonna have to Google it. I don't think it's the same location as Shang Chi, though. Okay, I I wasn't sure if it was like the same place as Shang Shang Chi and like the like a, like where um the Mandarin was like located and all that stuff. Well, if you're going MCU Mandarin, uh, that was in like Florida. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> And you can just forget about it because that was stupid. It was yeah. pretty dumb. All right, let's. Oh, so it might be uh, to answer your question MCU, real quick. Is it? I'm not excited to get to Iron Man three. I just want to point that out. This might be a nod. Um, Cody might have been onto something here. There might have been a nod to what they're about to do with Shang Chi because uh, Madripoor is in Southeast Asia, and Shang Chi is totally in Asia. So. Yeah, I, I, I have a feeling that this won't be the last time we see Madripoor, whether it's in this show or or not. Like, very beautiful city though. It was yeah, definitely like really cool. cyberpunk vibes coming from it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I just want to point out that like uh, when you first see the city, like they're walking down this bridge 
and then they just get in a car and then they drive down the bridge and the car that they were just walking down on the bridge with it's, it's like where's traffic they, do they yeah. own this bridge no traffic yeah there's no traffic whatsoever they're just walking around in this big beautiful empty bridge they're walking down the middle of the road a car pulls up skirts in front of them and then they just get in it and i was just like other than the fact that that was kind of cool i see no purpose of what that was for i think it was trying to allude to the fact that traffic can't just come and go as it pleases like it's somewhat kind of monitored and you can't just get on the island like it depends on who you are and if you have connections it seems like I, unless I misunderstood that there's like a civilized portion and a very uncivilized portion of that city. Yeah, there's like a corpo side and then like the underworld on the other right. end, which I think is where the show actually took place. Because like as soon as like Sharon or her teammate sniped uh, that one chick, um, it like turned into John Wick and everybody's phone went off with the bounty. Very mm-hmm. quickly. I was like, how do they know? And then as soon as they left, everyone just gave up. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, well, they're gone. Yeah, for oh, real, well. Like, first of all, who sent out these text messages? How do they all know that these are the people that they're looking for? I'm so confused. It was just like, everybody was just like, it was, and it was only like $1,000 or whatever. It wasn't even like major. Dude, uh not to go down another rabbit hole, but I've been so like fixated on stupid plot holes like that lately. Like to point one out real quick before we move on. So I was watching fast and furious and all right. So in fast four, Letty quote unquote dies. Right. Um, In fast six, Dom is with the uh, Spanish chick from five. Sure. I don't remember these. Yeah. And then at, like the beginning of the movie, like they're in bed and then the rock shows up and he's like, Liddy's alive. And then he's just like, all right, cool. I'm done with you now. See ya. I got to go find my not dead wife. And then two whole movies later, Brian has had a kid and Mia is pregnant again. And all of a sudden, right? This chick's pregnant or has, has Dom's kid two movies later. Ooh. The the Spanish chick. Oh. After Dom's two movies, kid. she has a baby with Dom. And that's the whole plot of, of eight Dude, is that like, Charlize Theron's character kidnaps her and, and their baby. Like I don't remember any of the plot for fast any of these fast movies. Other than the first one, I don't know a single thing that happens other than all the cool car action scenes. Like when you're talking like Fast and Furious, I remember things like Oh, those two those two cars had that like safe that they were plowing through buildings or in that one movie they in in like uh dubai they went from like one tall building to another tall building yeah like i remember those parts I remember, the rock broke his cast uh you know like i remember that but if you asked what the plot parts were like i didn't even know how dom had a kid yeah he, that was the literally the whole point of eight was that they she was making him go against the team because she had his kid hostage Anyway, anyway, anyway he has a baby in Fast and Furious 8. Two movies later from the from the last time that he was with this chick. We don't know what And I mean it's a baby. We don't know what the time frame for this is. It looks I okay, so I looked it up and it's it's literally I think if the timelines are supposed to be believed, it's like 4 years later. Oh, well then I don't so during this rant, I got curious and I looked into this a little bit more about Madripoor and Shang-Chi. 
uh, just looping this conversation back to the MCU, um, I'm really excited now because not only is Shang-Chi and Magic Four directly related, um, there's a martial arts like underground tournament that's held in Magic Four. And not only Shang-Chi, one of like the top contenders that usually partakes of this thing, Wolverine is also one. As is, what was the other one? Electro, Iron Fist. There's like a lot of characters that could totally be about to be brought up in the MCU. So oh, I hope really they cool. recast the Iron Fist. Well, uh, I'm going to chalk that up to, because I had no knowledge of any of that. I'm going to chalk that up to, I called that <laughs> shit. Um, but Are we just, Is this just an uncensored <laughs> podcast? No, I'm just going to censor all of it. Anyway, um, I'm going to, I'm going to use that to step into uh, our next segment of monster mash. And I'm just going to kick it off with Godzilla real quick and okay. say, I, I called that right. too. Cody was right. Okay. With Cowboys versus aliens all over again. Nobody knows what that means, but yes, he said it was going to be Mecha Godzilla in the first 15 minutes of the movie. Oh, and it yeah. wasn't not even that everyone was like, oh, I don't know who's going to win. It's going to be Kong versus Godzilla. Who's going to win? I was like, well, neither of, all, of all them. Marketing. All that marketing was BS. Yeah. I, every time I looked at it, I was like, they're not going to, there's not going to be a winner. No. They're going to team up. They're going to team up. They're going to fight Mechagodzilla. This is the first Avengers movies all over yep. again. Yep. Knew it. Called it. Speaking of Avengers movies, and I, I, again, I will chime in here and I will totally admit that Cody is totally right. In fact, when we were watching it with Ashley and that eye popped up on the screen, I was like, oh, crap. He's not going to let this go. Anyway, oh, I'm done. I'm done. That's the last time I'm going to bring it up that I was right. definitely called it. And speaking uh, of, we were in a movie with theater once, and there was that movie called Cowboys and Aliens that came up, and we didn't know what it was, and the trailer was playing, and there was Cowboys and there was Aliens on screen, and Cody was like, what is this, Cowboys versus Aliens? And then literally 30 seconds later, I was like, Cowboys versus Aliens, and then he got up and left the theater. <laughs> um, so I would just want to point out, since uh, we're kind of dabbling into Godzilla versus Kong here, I didn't catch on to this until about a good little way through the film. Full spoilers, by the way, in case you haven't. It's too late. I spoiled the entire <laughs> plot like like three minutes ago. So you didn't even give a disclaimer. You, you I gave a disclaimer said, at the at the top of the episode. Yeah. You, you barely even said, "Let's talk about God's lovers calling." You were like, "I was right." <laughs> I was. Uh, anyway, I didn't catch. I didn't catch on to the like almost like point for point parallels between the the fight and the buildup between Kong going to the Hollow Earth to get the axe to come Dude. back and fight Godzilla and that exact same freaking concept pulled straight out of the MCU from when he went to go get the axe Infinity War 100% it was the I, I, exact I, same thing like Cody might have called the Mecha Godzilla thing but I definitely was like they're going to team up like this is this anybody that thought there was going to be a clear winner no that's that that was what i said i was like mecha godzilla is going to show up they're gonna they're gonna fight a little bit and then mecha godzilla is going to show up and they're gonna be like all right we're best friends now and we got to take this thing out and that's exactly what i don't know if they're bfs they're more like frenemies no man they had that bro moment at the end they like they looked at each other smiled and nodded and then went on their separate ways yeah well they did everything but fist bump because Godzilla's got tiny dino arms. <laughs> uh, well, I, technically, there was almost kind of a winner because Kong was kind of dead. I mean, yeah, he kind of died. He kind of died. 
Like, like Godzilla kind of won. Like if we're being real here, like let's be real, Godzilla kind of won. He kind of won. And then um, got his ass kicked by Mecha Godzilla, which kind of makes Kong seem like a bitch. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, whatever. Um, point stands. Anyway, um, I don't know about you. The whole movie felt like a Kong movie. Yes. And Godzilla was just there. In there. And Mecha Godzilla was a plot point mm-hmm. that almost served zero purpose. And none of Clearly. the human actors meant anything to the story. Nope. I have no idea why Millie Bobby Brown was even in the movie. It's because she was in the last one. She was in the, yeah, the, was God, in the King movie. of the Monsters. Okay. But she served no point. No. Zero. Zero. Um, zero. Zero. She screamed like Godzilla at some point. Um, I will say, uh, one of my favorite gifts of all time, uh, Godzilla gifts of all time is, um, King Kong shoving a tree down Godzilla's throat and they 100% had him take the ax and shove it down his throat. And I was laughing so hard. Um, I was like, Hey, you brought it back. No, I, I totally agree with what you guys were saying, that this was definitely a Kong movie with some humans, with some Godzilla, and with some Mechagodzilla. From, like, the opening scene, Ashley got so excited because she thought that, like, um, what's the song from Shrek was about to get playing, where, like, you know, like, Kong gets up and, like, scratches The Smash butt. Mouth song? Yeah, Smash Somebody Mouth. Wants... Somebody wants... Yeah. yeah. Um, but it was totally like that scene where like guy gets up, scratches his butt, just kind of walks into the water and starts taking a bath, throws a tree. Yeah. Yeah. But like Godzilla's in this movie for like maybe 20 minutes. If that, yeah. Yeah. Like it, it, what did I compare it to the other day, Christian? It was one of the Avengers movies or maybe it was civil war. It was the, yeah, it was civil war. Civil war was just an Avengers movie. Yeah, it was Avengers two point five. You know, it didn't it didn't feel like a Captain America movie at all. It was Avengers two point five. Even though it was called Captain America Civil War. Um this should have just been called Kong. Yeah. And then and, and then and then in Tiny just and Godzilla. It should just be called Best Titan Friends. Yeah. And also Godzilla is here. Also also yeah. Kong versus Mecha Godzilla and oh and oh and Godzilla's also here. He's in there, kind of. Come see the movie. He, Godzilla's he, in it. He's there to charge up God uh, Kong's axe. That's that's yeah. literally it. That's it. And and almost kill him. Yeah. And and to provide a, a, the uh, the the path back to the battle. That's it. So um, when he was, was yeah he he was able to punch a hole through like reality and the Hollow Earth. Just straight down. No issue. That's it. So when Thor went to get his, you know, Stormbreaker axe, you know, from the mighty forge of blah, blah, blah. Of Peter Dinklage. Like, yeah, he's, about, <laughs> he's about to die. And they're like, he needs the axe. And so the axe came back into his hands. And then he all of a sudden just surged back up. Yeah. I was like, I swear to God. If they do that here, where they're like, he need, they need to jumpstart his heart. And I was like, if you put that radioactive axe in his hand, and then he just is like, I'm good. Like, you guys literally just stole the entire. No. Tarzan put the spaceship on his chest and shocked him back to life. It I didn't fine. understand that logic at all. I, I feel like what they did was a giant defibrillator. 
Yeah, essentially that's what they're going for. So I whatever. It was a big like it said that that thing could charge Vegas for a week and then they blew it up on him, which was a giant defibrillator. Yeah. The good thing that like his heart just restarted because usually with the defibrillator you have to do it one or two times. Yeah. All right. Again, I, I didn't put too much. It's a Godzilla movie. It's a Kong movie. Yeah. Is it? And in and all right in the in Fast Eight or is it seven? I think it's seven. Dom dies at the end, and like they're giving him CPR and they're like, "Just stop! It's not worth it. He's 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 gone." And then. Letty's just like, I remember everything. I love you. And then he just wakes up and he's like, it's about time. And you're like, oh, okay. Sure. I didn't sure. remember that Don died. Yeah. <laughs> nope. I don't it just, it just, took some, just took some kind words to wake him up. No need for CPR. Or after him and Jason Statham had that like crazy fight. Uh, After. Okay. Yeah, shortly after. Because they have that like sword fight with wrenches and... Yeah. pieces of metal on the on the yeah. parking deck yeah 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 anywho love those movies i highly recommend to watch through that's the one where like he's like i bet you thought this was going to be a street fight and he has and then, yeah he, he shoots the shotgun it. he's like you're right <laughs> so dumb love it um all right so christian let's get back on topic i don't know why you keep taking us off topic man it's just, oh yeah it's so it's unprofessional so anyway um me. If you could, uh, if you could give us some Monster Hunter first impression uh, reviews of Monster Hunter Rise, that'd be pretty great. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Monster Hunter Rise came out about a week ago, week over a week ago now. Um, backstory on just my personal um, experience with the franchise: I always knew it was around. Always thought it looked cool. I it was one of those franchises where, like, I was it was too far along, and I was just like it's it's too gone to this point like i'm not gonna know where the heck's going on until monster Hunter world came out um and then we all kind of jumped in and played there and then i got really hooked for a while and then kind of fell off of it and so when i heard this game was coming out i really wanted to give it a go especially when they said that not only would you get a cat but you also get a dog you don't even have to choose you get both so that was kind of a selling point for me um so i did jot down a few notes to kind of gloss over some of the, like the big parts. Uh, Before you know it, they're like, you can get a cat, a dog, or a hamster. And here are all these balls that you can catch all these monsters with after you battle them. And then there's all these gym trainers you can go to and you can fight and train against them and they'll give you badges. And then you can go on and you can fight these, these elite four people to determine who is the ultimate best. What a twist that would be if Monster Hunter just bled <laughs> magically into Pokemon. They're going to call it Pocket Monster Hunter. <laughs> like, what a twist. That's how like Pokemon originated. Yeah. Yeah. And all the all the all the Pokemon went from like massive snarling monsters down to little bitch things like just Charizard is just Rathalos. Yeah. Cartoonified. Anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Christian. That's okay. I'm used to it at this point. <laughs> <laughs> I said this is going to be a wild episode. Sorry. It's okay. No, you're good. Um, so yeah. Uh, first note is that like, I mean, with like with most monster hunters from what I've heard and from what I've played um, about five to 10 hours in, there is like a difficulty spike, but like, I feel like it's enough of the way in to make it welcome for newcomers. I was kind of the same way in monster hunter world. Where, you know it kind of started off and was like hey go kill this thing it takes like two hits and it just dies and then you got to go kill this like big dragon thing and you're like oh 
I can't do that. Yeah, it's like here, so, take down these swarms of little things, and it's like, okay, well, here's a little bigger thing you can tell, and now we kill a dragon. Uh, yeah. So it's it's it definitely, um, you know, the gameplay often attempts to copy world success. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Uh, world did extremely well, as I'm sure everyone's aware. And I think that they everyone kind of thought that whatever Monster Hunter game came out next would have just been a direct sequel to it. So it was kind of surprising when Capcom released Monster Hunter Rise and uh, Monster Hunter Stories 2. And then neither one of those, I don't think, are even coming to PlayStation or Xbox, which I also found really interesting. But I will say that the graphics and the overall look and feel of the game is I was blown away by it because I was not expecting it to look nearly as good on a 720p handheld as it did. So it looked really good. Um, so as you go through, battles continue to get uh, more exhilarating. Of course, as always, you can uh, enhance your gear uh, customization to your heart's content. Um, there is the added um, bonus as with most Monster Hunter games uh, where you can coordinate hunts with friends and link up online. Even with the introduction of new mechanics that help amplify these features, uh, Monster Hunter Rise struggles to establish kind of a, its own creative identity on its own. So I feel like what they kind of did was they took Monster Hunter World and what fans loved about it a lot, tweaked it to where it was going to be able to run efficiently on the handheld, and then added a couple new features to it. And I think that's kind of Monster Hunter Rise. So like I, I think right now Monster Hunter Rise is getting like amazing 10 out of 10 reviews. I will say that I think everyone writing those reviews are hardcore Monster Hunter fans. So I don't know what you expect. Of course, the Monster Hunter fans are going to love it to death. Um, I don't know if I will play the game to its completion. I don't think it's going to be my thing. You know, back when World came out, there wasn't, I think World came out at like the beginning of the year, like in January, February launch window. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which else to play at the time. So I was kind of like, yeah, this is fine. I'm content. If there is anything else to play other than Monster Hunter that I'm interested in, I do not think it would be a go-to for me. Something to note that's interesting about the game is that apparently it kind of launched intentionally unfinished. So if you do finish the game, which I think it's about a 50 to 60 hour long uh, playthrough, well, by the time you get to the end game content, um, it's really non-existent. They're going to come out with a patch. Capcom's going to come up with a patch at some point over the next few weeks or longer that's going to actually add in the end game content. Which thinking net back now to world, I think is fairly similar because I think when you beat world, there wasn't a whole lot to do rather than farm some of the monsters you had already killed for gear. I think that's all monster hunters though. I think it's like once you do it, like it just unlocks like the the extra hard versions or whatever. So you can get the really cool armor. And then like down the road, I think they did like the uh wasn't it like a big golden dragon mm-hmm. stuff like that so yeah i could not remember any of their names but yeah that sounds right um but I... yeah so in monster Hunter rise um you spend a lot of your downtime at the main hub um kind of like in world like i said i don't really have another form of comparison since world was my first entry into the um, monster hunter universe uh, we spend uh, a lot of your time at the main hub upgrading or forging better equipment uh napping a bunch of pending quests from npcs uh, and kind of preparing for the next hunt. Uh, so the fundamentals of the fantasy action series, but that I guess have been known in the past. Um, but 
yeah so during the opening hours the people of what's called kamura village this is like the the hub where you spend most of your time are busy preparing for something they refer to as the calamity again i have only gotten about five six seven hours into it so i don't really know too too much about the storyline as a whole um but apparently it's a little it's funny i don't mean to interrupt you but it's kind of it's kind of funny because they're preparing for something called the calamity and I know for a fact that Monster Hunter World and Final Fantasy XIV had a crossover event, and the Calamity is a major plot point in Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that it's just one Calamity after another. So, wait, the so in that crossover, did they try to, like... It... Uh, the only thing that was really crossover is you could fight a Rathlos in Final Fantasy XIV, and you could fight Bahamut. Uh, Behemoth, a behemoth. Behemoth. Okay, yeah. So it was behemoth. like a fan service crossover. It wasn't. Yeah, it like wasn't like testing. No, yeah. Year. It was just some weird like a crystal fell through and created some weird rift, and you could fight. I thought it was. And I thought the parallel was funny because of you know the crossover event, and all of a sudden calamities. Calamities. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. You good. But yeah, so there's this thing called the Calamity, uh, an army of wild monsters uh, bent on laying waste to everything in their path uh, as the village's um, you know, new really registered hunter. So at the beginning, when you start the game, you're like, oh, hey, like, I love how you're not officially a hunter, and which I'm, I'm sure is pretty much how every single Monster Hunter game started. Like I said, at the beginning of Monster Hunter World, I distinctly remember that being it because you go out and you kill like your first monster for the first time. Yeah, I don't think any of them are like, they're uh, not like sequels. I don't think they're ever. I don't. Yeah, I don't think any of them are necessarily connected. If they are, it's just like they occupy the same universe. But I don't think they're like story sequels to each other. But I, I could be wrong. I, I, my world was my first as well. Mm-hmm. Same. Well, world was the first one that wasn't on a Nintendo only. Right. And it was, was such a success that I'm really surprised that they did not at least make it an option to where this was both because i don't think world released on the switch it didn't i don't think or on any it was just it was just uh pc and now, maybe wild rise is only on the switch because you know monster Hunter world was like exclusive to nintendo for the long time and world was the first one that was on something besides the nintendo console because yeah all the other monster hunters have usually haven't been on like the ds or like like the Wii or Wii U. Oh, yeah. I'm just surprised that, I mean, like I, I definitely, it was made sense that it made its way back again onto a Nintendo console, but I'm just surprised that they didn't additionally also release it on the PlayStation and Xbox. Since well, you said it's a lot like Monster Hunter World. So this could be their answer to why, you know, people, I don't know who people, I don't know anybody that's just loyal to just the switch, but I'm sure they're out there. Yeah. You know, being like, here you go. Here's your Monster Hunter game for just the Nintendo console. And the people that I, you know, know and have talked to that are playing it, um, that are Monster Hunter fans, uh, have all kind of unanimously uh, on their own said that um, it's overall better than World, but the maps aren't as good. But, like, hmm. they took everything... I didn't mean to hit my mic there. Uh, they hit. They took everything good from World and brought it over, and then fix the things that people hated about world so it's essentially just like the perfect monster hunter world with not as good maps i think i'd agree with that from what i've played so far yeah 
So um, there's a, a additional feature that's kind of cool. Um, just a fun little thing once you like make your way back to camp each time called the Buddy Plaza. It's like a base of operations for your palicos, just the cats and the palamutes or your dogs. So it's like a place that you can kind of send them out on like little missions. And then like you can come like, a, like a, I guess as you stop playing the game for the day, you can send them out on a mission. And when you come back the next day, they might have like rewards for you. Yeah. Um, so I think kind of like a lot of other games have incorporated similar mechanics. Like I know in Assassin's Creed Valhalla, you could send out like random troops to get hired off by other teams. And then like they would give you like in-game currency or something as a reward. Yeah. Yeah. You had like your lieutenant or whatever. Mm-hmm. All right. The real, um, question here, the real question is, do they play the music from the Dark Knight Rises in it? <laughs> they do not. Um, before we call it for the episode, um, I think world world officially now was all of our first Monster Hunter game, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about the series? Like, do you think um, it has room to grow? Do you think they'll keep going or? So as we've talked about Pokemon back on the 25th anniversary episode, I feel like this is one of those series that if you've played one, you've played them all. They're going to have slight enhancements. You know, of course, like the port over to PlayStation, Xbox, and PC had enhanced graphics. But the game at its core is still Monster Hunter. I'm sure the game now is the same mechanics as they were years ago, just with a little bit of additions. A few new characters, maybe another pet something like that but i don't think you either you know what the game if you've played one game you're going to know what the concept is and you're either going to love it or you're going to be like it's not for me me personally when world was out like i said before there wasn't a lot of else to play at the moment so i was able to kind of really take a deep dive into the game and get really hooked this on the other hand like there's so much else right around the corner that, and plus i just struggle to like maintain wanting to play my switch i think and if any game comes out i think on both the playstation 5 and the switch i'd much rather play my playstation anyway um so me personally like i just don't think it's a series that i'll long term be like a avid fan or hardcore member of unfortunately but no i think i'm the same way like it i i appreciated world for what it was like i really enjoyed it i didn't play the dlc i didn't either iceborne Um, yeah iceborne yeah. Like it was fun, but it just after a point, it's just repetitive for the sake of repetitiveness, and I, not for me personally. Yeah, there's um, because essentially, like you know, when you go, I don't know, take games as a service, games like Avengers or Destiny or something like that. You know, you'll go out, um, you know, in a group, you'll go fight your way through a level or, you know, a biome, you know, area, whatever. And then you'll hit like the final boss and then like, that's it. And then you come back to camp and then you recycle through it, but you come across like enough different stuff along the way. So I think I'm definitely more in that camp a a preference. Whereas monster hunter, you basically, you come back to camp, you get up some buffs by eating some food. You make sure, you know, you have the right, like setup, you know, the right weapons equipped. You get buffs from, you know, your cat or your dog or whatever. And then you head back out into the world, but you literally just go out, you kill that monster, and then you come right back. Like, that is the mission, is you just hunting that monster and then coming right back. So it's just a little too short of a turnaround, I think, for my personal preference, that there's not really enough 
chance to have like the game actually have like a full on plot. So do you think if they made like an open world monster hunter game that you'd be more receptive to it? Yeah. So, I mean, like, I feel like if they took a bit of like breath of the wild and kind of dabble that in with, um, with monster hunter, um, or at least just more of a like story driven element. Like I know there is story going on in the background of these games, but like, it's definitely not at the forefront. I mean, the, the central gist of it is that, you know, you go kill this monster. Okay. Go back to camp, go kill this monster, go back to camp. So if there was just a little bit too more to that rotation, I think it would definitely hook me in a little bit more. What about you, Tim? I mean, I never really liked Monster Hunter. <laughs> um, like, like you were saying, it's just not kind of for me. Um, it, it's not what I thought it was. Um, I had kind of hoped it was just kind of like, you know, I don't even know what, what I wanted it to be, but it wasn't that. It was more like, you know, like like you said, like you just go kill something and you go back to base camp. Yeah. And that's kind of it. Um, and then, well, that's fine. It, it's just like one of those things, like one of the things that really upset me about Monster Hunter was that like, you got to kill the thing to get the gear to just go kill another thing to get the gear. And and while that's fine, in some cases, it can get really repetitive, like you were saying, and then you just like, it's kind of like 14 in that regard, where it's like, you get the better gear to do the better thing to get the better gear to do the better thing. And then once you finally realize that, it's kind of hard to like unrealize that. Yeah. But unlike 14, unlike, unlike, well, unlike 14, yeah, um, I don't ever go back to Monster Hunter. There's also more to do in 14. Um, yeah to occupy your your brain a little bit um i think i'm the only one that's seen the movie right i have not seen the movie yeah um it's worth a watch but it's not gonna win any oscars i they left it on a cliffhanger like they were gonna make another i don't know if they will what they didn't have high expectations for it so no don't Mm -mm. it's yeah it's not good. It's not like Dragon Ball Evolution bad. It's more like the latter Transformers bad. Mm, okay. Like it's it's cheesy. It's you. you know, like I think I think it's better than the last few Resident Evil movies. You said it's worth a view. It's worth a view. Like okay. I, I enjoyed it. There's just like there's a there's a portion of the movie that they fixate on something a little too long. Um, so what's like the? Pr- I don't even think I know like the general plot point. Of so that movie. the plot point is that Mila Jovovich is like a army captain uh, with the UN, and her and her squad are out looking for another squad that disappeared, and they're driving through the desert. And then the this massive like lightning storm happens. These glyphs start lighting up, and then they get thrown into the monster hunter world. And um, almost immediately, everyone but her dies by uh, Diablos. Like it just it pops up out of the ground and pretty much just murders everyone. And then it's like her and three other people. And they make it to these caves, and then these giant spider things show up, and they're awful, and I hate everything about them. Um, they kill everybody else, and then the rest of the movie is just her and this uh, Asian dude character from Monster Hunter that doesn't speak any English and speaks like whatever 
language they speak in Monster Hunter. And uh, it's just it's just them not talking to each other, trying to figure out how to kill Diablos for a very long time. And then they meet up with the rest of his crew to try and find a way to for her, for her to find a way to get home, but for them to close off the doorway that allows her to get there. It sounds very, very much similar to the original Predator movie. Kinda, yeah. Um, and like, like I said, it wasn't horrible. The monsters, the CGI is really, really good. Uh, they all looked like they did really, really well on them. Um, the acting was just bad. The writing was kind of poor. Um, and it's very anticlimactic uh, at the mm-hmm. end and and they leave it off on like a cliffhanger. Um, and I mean, there's some funny cheesy moments like when there's a, there's a Palico in the movie cooking and there's like, it does like a whole like cooking thing where he's like chopping the meat and then like he, he puts the little garnish on it. <laughs> um, so like, like it, it it's not horrible uh, for whatever reason. Ron Perlman's in it and he didn't need to be, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I'd watch it, but I don't know if they could pull off another movie. I think it would work really well as a Netflix show or an HBO show. Yeah. The right funding and uh manpower is put behind it. I'm sure it would actually be a lot better. Yeah. Similar to the, like if Game of Thrones had ever been made into like a movie, I feel like it would have been butchered. Oh, it would have been awful. Oh yeah, yeah, would have been absolutely awful. All right. Well, yeah. So, as far as on my personal opinion, um, with Monster and Rise, from what I've played, uh, I think overall, I think it's pretty beloved right now. Like I said, I mean, if you're a Monster and a fan, you're gonna love it. Sure. I can't really give it too much more flack on the whole. You know, if you played one, you've played it all because Pokemon is the exact same way. And I'm still playing it 20 some years later. I'm playing Soul uh, Silver right now. Yeah. So if you're a Monster Hunter fan, you've been a part of the franchise, you're going to love it. Just pick it up. It'll, it'll be great. It'll be the best thing uh, for you. Just not for me personally. I think, like you said before, right now it's sitting at like an 88 on Metacritic. Uh, if you like the franchise, that's it's probably the accurate score for you. Um, on a personal level, I think I'd give it like a seven out of ten. Mm. But, yeah, I think it's one of those series. Like, it, if you're if you're new, if you're new to gaming, or maybe you're just new to like console gaming, and you're more used to like strategy PC games, or you know maybe uh, simulation games. Um, you might enjoy Monster Hunter if you've never played one. But if you've never been into the series, I don't know. I, I feel like you're flipping a coin. Maybe try the demo. I think you can still download the demo. Yeah, there you go. What about you on the, the movie, since you're the only one that's seen the movie? <laughs> what would you give it out of 10? <laughs> um, a five. This seems respectable. Like, I don't know, maybe a four. If I'm being like really harsh and honest, you know, like, I... yeah, yeah, about a four. I think that's, 
it's pretty accurate because i mean we all loved godzilla versus kong i got another monster movie but it's not gonna win any awards no i'd give i'm gonna be honest i would have that's actually really interesting now to think about it i think i think i enjoyed monster hunter more than godzilla versus kong really yeah really Huh. I think I think honestly, yeah, I'd give Godzilla versus Kong a four and Monster Hunter a five. That's just Tim, my opinion. What would you give Godzilla versus Kong? <laughs> um, it was shorter than I thought, so that was good. Yeah, um, I always take that in consideration when I'm grading a movie. Um, just if it goes too long or long, yeah, if, some movies. If the just... story's not good and it goes too long, like uh, the like World of Warcraft, of Pirates of the Caribbean, or World of Warcraft. That movie felt like three hours. I fell asleep in the World of Warcraft. Yeah. So, um, I give Godzilla like a six. It was not. I mean, it it was exactly what you think it's going to be if you watch yeah. the trailer. Yeah. yeah. Like if you watch the trailer, and then like <laughs> like had any any kind of clue about how movies are made in this kind of genre, you will know pretty yeah. much all the major beats of the story. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't hard to predict. Like I. So like because of that, like it wasn't like you know, it's not mind blowing, but it wasn't terrible either. I just I knew what I was walking into, I got what I expected, and I was just kinda like, okay. Yeah. It's not gonna win any Oscars. Win a whole bunch of money. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um unless you guys have any final thoughts, I think that's where we're gonna end it. Uh yeah. my final thought is watch and or listen to Critical role. Pay attention, Christian. All right. <laughs> On the list. Thank you for listening, guys. Um, and sticking with us through all that nonsense. Um, yeah, sorry. I was supposed to do this week's episode and then the wedding, and I've been kind of out there. Anyway. We were all over the place. And if you stuck with us and you're one of the, you know, five people that follow us, hey, thanks. There's a lot of people that follow us, though. <laughs> no, no, I know. I'm just, just kidding. Shout out to uh, people that follow us, not ironically. Yes, exactly. Um, <laughs> if you're one of those people, please make sure you share uh, the podcast. Make sure you you give it a like on YouTube. Uh, subscribe to our channel. Subscribe, you know, to Apple Podcast and um, Spotify. Leave a comment below. Um, let us know what you think. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at SKO Entertainers, or you can visit our website, uh, skoentertainment.net, uh, for more information. Um, I, I We are constantly updating that website, so uh, there's always something new there, so check it out. Um, also, uh, you know, we've been a little behind on some of our gaming content on the YouTube because of life, um, so... Bear with us. Doing it though, but we're still we're still doing it. Um, there should be some future Resident Evil content, um, some other games coming uh, in the pipeline. So keep an eye open for that. And uh, finally, guys, uh, if you enjoyed this, don't forget to join us next week because even on the best of days, we all need some kind of entertainment. Bye. Bye.